All right, so as part of our Oilers Extra, we want to let you know, of course, the Oilers Playoff 50-50 is just, it's just a monster. It's, it's a beast of its own. It's, it's amazing. It's a juggernaut. It's a juggernaut. How much uh, Albertans love the Oilers 50-50. And so the next round of the Oilers 50-50 is going to help Albertans affected by wildfires, all in support of the Canadian Red Cross in Alberta. And so the Edmonton Community Foundation, Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation, calling on you to help support those affected by uh, the wildfires wildfires uh, through the 50-50 for the remainder of round two. So from yesterday until the end of round two, the net proceeds from the 50-50 will go to the Canadian Red Cross in support of the effort to help everyone who has been displaced. So um, think about that when you're thinking about maybe dropping a bit of cash. And always there's always those little great side perks come along oh, yeah. with, you know, if you buy 100 tickets, you have to get a gift card for here mm -hmm. and a gift card for there. So keep that in mind. And it's easy. Just Google Oilers 50-50. Yeah, and maybe easy. you'll win and, and your maybe. life will be changed. Oh, and by the way, the current jackpot's over 3 mil. Yeah. So there, there's that too. So. Oh, That's man. Life changing already. Uh, it's, mm -hmm. it's a juggernaut. You betcha. You know who also was a juggernaut on the ice <laughs> back when he played? If he was coming at you, you got the heck out of the way, I would think. Georges Larocque, he's a former Oiler, a longtime supporter as an alum, sports commentator, uh, and uh, certainly a fan a favorite fan here favorite in Edmonton. Here. Joining us this morning on 630 Chad, Georges, how are you? Come on, Safa. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Oh, we're doing this in France? Yeah, no, that's about it. That's all I know. <laughs> that's all he knows. Yeah. Good job, good job. Uh, good to have you here. You're out signing some autographs today, aren't you? Yeah, from 6.15 to 7.15 at the Target party just beside the Rex Hall. So look forward to seeing the right fans. Right beside what? Pumped up. Hang on, hey, George, right beside what? Rogers, Rogers, Rogers. <laughs> Rogers. I'm old. I'm a dinosaur, so I forgot. <laughs> we all are, buddy. <laughs> you know what? I'm always, because you played for the Montreal Canadiens. Home is Montreal right now for you. But every time we talk to you, you bleed orange and blue. You talk Oilers. You're a proud Oilers alum. One of the reasons we wanted to have you on today as well was just to, to help to amplify that 50-50, which is going to help out uh, people who are suffering from the wildfires. Is that part of what keeps you drawn to the organization is the good work that uh, the community foundation, that the orders itself and the connection with the community? Is that part of what keeps drawing you back? Well, the first thing is, uh, and, and if I'm going to be honest with everyone, is the orders draft me in 95. They give me my first chance. So right away, a team that gives you a first chance to play in the NHL, never forget about it. Mm. And on top of the fact that they give me my first chance, the team that was there the longest. And even more so, when I started playing Edmonton, my first two years, you know, I'm born in Montreal, so in the summer, I would go back to Montreal. I, I fall in love so much with the city that after two years of playing Edmonton, I no longer came back to Montreal in the summer. I stayed in Edmonton all year long. And most of my friends in Montreal was like, George, what are you doing? I was like, that's it. I'm, I can't leave. I love the city too much. And they had to come to Edmonton to see me because I was not going back home anymore to Montreal. And I really made Edmonton my home. And, and I loved Edmonton so much that even when I played in Phoenix, which I didn't want to, um, I wanted Nobody to does. stay there. And I, no, but I wanted to stay in Edmonton, and then it didn't work out. When I was a free agent, I still lived in Edmonton in the summer. <laughs> when I played in Pittsburgh, I still went back and lived in Edmonton in the summer. And on top of that, I have twins that live in Edmonton full-time, so... My love for the city is always going to be there because of that. And if you want to add to that all the, the great things that the team does in the city, the community thing, 
I was always really involved, as you guys know, in the community. Mm-hmm. When I played in Edmonton, I had someone assigned for me just for community work. I had a schedule every week of community stuff that I would do every week uh, in the community, almost every single day. Because to me, it was important. Uh, I felt like a human being doing community work because obviously the job that I was, I felt like an animal. I didn't like fighting, but I did it because it was my job. But the community work, that's what made me feel like a, like, like a person, that, like someone who's going to help out. And, and, and I knew that, you know, you have a platform when you play hockey, when you play in the NHL, but I think it's the duty of everyone that is playing a job, a dream job uh, for a living, that you have to give out to the community, especially consider the fact that, you know, this job that we all have is because of the fans. Mm-hmm. And I've always felt that we have to give back and, and it's always been to me something very important. And this this team does it better than all the others. And that's why for life, I'm always going to consider myself a proud Edmontonian. Uh, George is Morley here. Uh, I remember having a conversation with you uh, in 2006. Uh, it was after the Oilers had beat uh, the Anaheim Ducks in the Western Conference Final, and you and I were going up an elevator uh, in the hotel, and you were saying, "I can't believe we're still playing." He said, "Usually at this time of the year, this would be the end of May." I remember you saying, "Usually at this time of the year, I'm two weeks into my off-season training program." <laughs> uh, can you address what a run in the playoffs takes out of the body of? an NHL player and how hard it is just to keep going and keep playing every other night? Well, you know, that year, what was remarkable is people have to understand that it was not a salary cap world that year, like in these years. And we couldn't compete with all the team that was spending so much money. I remember when I was playing with the others, there were 16 owners. 16 owners mm-hmm. and not everybody had deep pockets. So we couldn't get big time players. So that year, we got Klinger, which was very unusual for a team like us. And right away, we saw the impact that this did. So I remember we made the playoff eighth position. We weren't supposed to be even in the playoff. So that run was magical because first round Detroit, like we're not supposed to be Detroit. That team is jacked with talent. They have much more money. And I don't know, you know, I'm superstitious. So maybe the fact when they threw the octopus on the ice, and we picked it up and put it in the garbage. Um, maybe we broke that curse, but I don't know. Each round, something happened that made it so magical. And that's why, you know, sometimes when things happen and it's meant to be, it was hard to believe that we were, like, even even the Ducks. We beat the Ducks in five games. And the most crazy things about that is we were sick. I remember in the dressing room, 10 guys were getting IV. Oh, we were wow. sick. And then, and then, yeah, and we still won that game. And their coach was so embarrassed about, about the fact that we beat them in Anaheim while all our guys were sick that he said we made it up. He told the media we made that up to embarrass the team because who wants to admit that while the team is half sick, there was a the flu in the dressing room, they still got beat in the playoffs. It was the easiest round against Anaheim. Uh, and then, you know, when you go to the Stanley Cup final, bruising to, like, cruising through this playoff the way that we've done, to lose game seven, mm-hmm. to this day, I still have nightmares. I'll never forget uh, that feeling when they scored that empty netter, that game seven, and we lost in, in Carolina. Uh, you know, it, it, it's bad. It, it's so bad. And then, you know, Carolina did their parade. 
and the people of the city complained to the mayor because they said they were, they were making too much noise. <laughs> they said if they win the, the cup again, they would have to stay at the rink and celebrate oh, it there. Wow. So Talking good. about the wrong team that won, if we would have won in 2006, I think, to be honest, the parade still wouldn't have been over today. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best thing about the playoffs. A great, great story. Thanks so yeah. much for this, George. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you anytime. Okay. Yeah, I look Thanks. forward to seeing you signing uh, autographs outside uh, the fan zone. Uh, Told you he well. could talk. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, we all know that. I love walking down memory lane uh, with him. It's like, oh, one question and go.